episode 94 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Vecchio. Plug your nose, Janelle. Well, I was just picking my nose, actually. (laughs) And my friend today pointed out, you have something on your nose, Janelle. And it was a booger. Gross. My friend saw a booger on my nose. Um, that's super gross. I know. Very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you gotta have friends to tell you these things. I know. Such a good friend. Hey, I tell you when you have stuff on your face all the time. Yeah, you do. And it happens a lot. You do, you Because know. <laughs> I'm always like... Bleh! You cookie monster your food sometimes. <laughs> it's true. It's, uh... It's one of the reasons I fell in love with you. <laughs> I'm like, that girl can spill some food. Uh, I only got like three stains on my shirt today. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Well. Not as bad as you. You spilled like chocolate uh, all over the front of yours. Like melted chocolate so it hardened like right as it hit my shirt. That's going to stain. No, I already washed it out. It's fine. Okay. It's exciting stain talk. I'd like to point out, Phil and I are holding hands. Oh, we are. <laughs> We're so romantic. We're so in love. <laughs> you don't get grass stains as much as an adult anymore. I used to get that, that a lot as a kid. Our kids get plenty of them. Yeah. Buy a new pair of pants for Luke and they're grass stained the next day. You should stop buying him light colored pants probably at this point. Yeah. He is our little athlete. It's kind of like, though, like an act of defiance because they try to say on their dress code that they can't have stained clothes. The yeah. kids are going to have stained clothes. So. Like it, yeah, grass stains. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with yeah. my kids' grass stains. You stain them up. <laughs> you rebel. Well, speaking of rebelling, we're going to rebel right into the news. So, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever you catch your podcasts. Nice. (laughs) Also, you can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, and we will read your letter on the air. Or you can even Instagram message us at Mandarin Orange Show, and we'll read it on the air there, too. Or tweet us, <laughs> tweet us. at Mandarin Orange. Just Mandarin Orange couldn't fit the show. And, of course, finally, join our Facebook group and, um, like, our page on Facebook. And uh, we just had a good post from friend and listener of the show, Brian Jessness, who posted a really sad little clip of uh, Venice... Which is, like, flooding worse than it has in quite a while right now. It was, like, right where we stood. Yeah, right in the the big plaza there. And it's all covered in water. And that's crazy. But it is kind of the nature of being built on a sinking island in the middle of the water. Yeah. So, you know. But that's kind of crazy because we were just there. Mm-hmm. Like, a little over a year ago. And uh, I've been posting a lot of entertaining things in there too at least entertaining to me so and if you're entertained that's that's, that's true the whole point that's, really that's, it is right 
Well, so I'm ready to give a seizure update. Tell us about your seizure update here. So I haven't had any more seizures. Turns out they weren't seizures, according to my doctor. And the neurologist. And the neurologist. All my tests came back negative. But that didn't stop the DMV from taking my driver's license away. So, yeah, Janelle's been without a license for how long has it been? I don't know. Like six weeks. And, uh, I mean, they told her not to drive after the... And I didn't. But they actually They had to make it official. And the, the dumb part about that is that when we found out it wasn't actually a seizure, it should have been something you could go drive again now, but... Then you had to deal with all the paperwork and getting it undone. So finally, just like, what, two days ago? Yeah. Got it back. It has been lifted. Thanks to some, um, uh, you know, thanks to me not having a seizure, really. Well, the funny part is, like, who diagnosed you as having a seizure? Well, it was you. That's right. Like, there was no other I'm the only like person that saw it and they I described it to the people and like I mean in my mind it looked like a seizure, but I don't know anything. I'm not a medical professional, so if I had not described it as that and just said you passed out, you probably never would have had your, your license taken away. It's okay. You were just explaining what you saw. We've had a fun time chauffeuring you around. Have you, though? Uh-huh. Although it really does, like, it's amazing how much time it sucks from our day-to-day life because I got to drive you to school and pick you up after well, school. Well, and say, like, I, we need something from our, the grocery store. We all have to load up. Well, I can go do it, but if it's something, an errand but you want to go on. specifically, I want to, like, Then everyone the has right to time. go. Right. So. So it's it's very, it's very time-consuming, and... and it's just been it's been tough to get ahead of things because of that, but hopefully now, at least when we're at home together, you can go to the grocery store by yourself. Really I drove nice. today yeah. by myself. But you have had a good time being chauffeured around by it's me fun. and other and friends. I like, had a lot of friends helping out and stepping up and offering, and I'm going to continue some carpooling because um, I've enjoyed it. Also, I think some of the people would be mad if you stopped riding with them on the way to school. <laughs> I think some people would. Carly, in particular, did not <laughs> seem to be willing to let go um, just because you can drive yourself now. <laughs> she so. said, when I told her I got my driver's license back, she's all, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you, so. <laughs> you no longer have freedom to drive yourself. It's been taken from you. I enjoy it. Now, that's been really, really cool. That was a big help so that I didn't have to drive all the way to your school every day. Uh, at least not twice, you know. Right. But uh, that's exciting. And then other uh, news. Audrey's birthday has come and gone. Our little baby is 10 years She's old. She's a decade old. She's in the double digits, which is just mind-blowing. But she had a great birthday. She had, like, world-class birthday party. Tell us about Audrey's birthday party. So, um, I think we told you guys last time that Audrey found a Highlights magazine from 1995 with an idea for a birthday party for a whodunit mystery party. 
And she has been talking about it ever since. She found this magazine at your parents' house. She yeah. brought it back from your parents' I think house. she found it, like, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, she's been poring over it, studying every detail. She made plans with listeners, Uncle Josh and Annie Rachel, for them to come act out some parts. Um, Uncle Matt came Uncle and Matt acted. Uncle Matt came and acted in it, too. And we... Um, you and I were crime scene investigators and photographers. Yeah, we, like... To, like, facilitate the thing. We actually wrote the story, because the magazine did not include a storyline. Right, and we wanted Audrey to be able to participate in the mystery, you know, so... She helped plan a lot of this stuff, but then we kind of crafted puzzles and a mystery without her knowledge so that she could participate as well. And so we had like 12 kids. And, uh, yeah, and then it was fun. Yeah, my mom and sister came, and then Carly came, and then all the other parents took off. I mean, we invited them to. It wasn't like they ditched us, but you know. Hey. Hey, I get it. No, I was three like, hours yeah. to myself. So it was, it was, it went really well. She has a sweet group of friends, and they like bought into the mystery. Oh, they loved it. And all the actors played their parts perfectly. There was a twist. There was spoiler a twist. alert. The lady who had her jewels stolen, which was Rachel, also known as Countess Cornelia Featherbottom. Featherbottom. <laughs> No, Feather... Yeah, Featherbottom? Fanny Bottom? No, I think Featherbottom. <laughs> Pretty sure we wouldn't have let that slide through. Uh, that um, that was then, her name. She, and then her... She was actually in on it. Yes. We found out in the end her accomplice, the one that she hired to do the job, was... Uh, what was his name? Bartholomew McGillicuddy. But his secret crime name was... What was it? Like... Steeler McJewelerson or something. Bandit. Bandit McJewelerson. Bandit McJewelerson. And then we had Chief Detective slash Magician Magic Matt. Yes. Leaning the investigation with Assistant Magician Luke the Great. Bob the Great. Bob the Great. Which was Luke. Which was Luke. And then um, all the rest of the kids had to pull a name tag out. We got this fine idea from Corey Cockle. Um, so they had to pull a name tag out, and um, we had names such as Jenny English. Yeah, that was good. Um, Professor Peach. And uh, Senora Verde. Verde. Because <laughs> uh, there oh, were a lot of girls. And then there was a. Uh, like Sergeant Ketchup instead of yeah, Colonel Mustard. Yeah, Sergeant Ketchup. That's pretty good. Um, a lot of good ones. We we're proud of like ourselves. That. One of them that didn't get pulled, but that we thought of was uh, Nancy Painted mm. instead of Nancy Drew. I was pretty proud of that mm-hmm. one. And the the softy boys. The softy boys, yeah, instead of the hardy boys. So good so, stuff. There was some incredible writing at this uh, for this story. Let me tell you. So it was a lot of fun. And then on her actual birthday, she wanted to go to the movies. So we went to the movies. She went swimming at the YMCA. And then we played the game of life at our house. Fun day. It's good. So Audrey is 10 now. And uh, I still can't believe it. She's old enough to get a bath at the bathhouse now. And she's old enough to 
go to the buffet at a Golden Corral without being supervised. <laughs> yes, it said right on the side. Which is what she chose to do for her birthday dinner today. Because <laughs> uh, they have cotton candy. Because they have cotton candy at a buffet. <laughs> Uh, we've never been to the Golden Corral. Well, I've been I've been in Colorado, but it's been years. It's okay. Janelle is not a buffet fan. Buffet is not my favorite genre of food. Yeah. I don't like as long as there's like at least something I like in it. It doesn't have to all be good. Like you know, you guys were really into those tacos. That didn't really do it for me. They were. They were very okay. Yeah, but you went back for like seconds of them. I you? did not. No, Audrey did. But, you know, like, I don't have to like every item. And they had, like, like fried shrimp and cocktail sauce. So, like, what do I, I'm had, good. They had, like, steak. Yeah, I got some of that, too. I didn't ever get any steak. It was steak. fine. It was, it, was, it was good. And Audrey loved it. And that's what mattered. It was her birthday. And uh, one other little bit of news before we move on to some other sections. Coming up on December 2nd is the 21st annual Blue Christmas. It's our annual Christmas concert, and you've heard us talk about it each year. But uh, very excited. We're doing it at our church in Redlands at the Mission Church. And um, it's just a cool event that we do every year. We've got three bands, um, Isopod, Rain House, which have played before. And then we have Stephen Wesley Giles and his... uh, band will be joining and he has not played before although we've seen him do shows before and he's really cool and then jason day will be the musical host and uh it's gonna be a great lineup some new folks and some classic artists and uh it's gonna be very very cool so if you're in southern california december 2nd you want to come out with mandarin orange show we'll hook you up we've got like a special deal for listeners of the show yes we do so hit us up write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and we will give you our special deal and it's good it would be very special it would be very special i'm not i don't know what it is at this moment but i'm telling you it's special i agree so you better come to the show southern california peeps and that's gonna do it for our regular news coming up we have an update we have a section that's going to be uh, featured heavily on our upcoming shows. Let's talk about the 30-day sealed DVD challenge. We know all of you across the nation will want to participate. Yes. Uh, we all know that we're not alone in having sealed DVDs that you've never opened. Because... Nobody watches physical media anymore. And I am, as we've talked about before, someone who clings to physical media above all else. But even I have almost entirely stopped buying DVDs. I still buy physical media for video games and music and books. But movies, not so much. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's probably time. But we have all these stacks of DVDs that are not open, over 30, And so starting on November 1st, I will be doing the 30-day sealed DVD challenge. Now, last year I did the 30-day movie pass challenge we've talked about before. Movie pass is slowly circling the drain. We're still using it, but it is not possible to do a 30-day movie pass challenge. So we'll be doing this instead. And what it means is each day during November, we'll watch one 
sealed DVD from our sealed DVD collection. Not we necessarily. Well, I will, and I will watch it with whoever's around me, whether it's you or the kids, if it's a kid-appropriate run, or family or friends, and if it's just me, sometimes I'll just be watching them by myself. Yes. But the way I will select is this. We'll have uh, a list of the movies that are possibility, and we won't. We'll have more than thirty, so not all of them will get watched. If I'm watching with you or with someone else, we'll do the elimination game, which is we take turns eliminating one until one is left, and that's what we'll watch. If I'm watching it by myself, however, I will put it up to a vote, perhaps on Facebook or maybe Instagram on Instagram, story. something like that. You can only do two on Instagram. You only do two on Instagram, but you can do like surveys. Maybe I'll do it in the Mandarin Orange Show group mm-hmm. on Facebook to narrow it down a bit. Um, so we will uh, keep you posted on that. But uh, if you join the group, Facebook group, or if you go and follow us on Instagram, you can keep up to date with that. And that's how I'll select a movie. And I'll be documenting it all on Instagram, doing a story there, and uh, you can follow along with that. Very, very exciting. And I've got some random stuff in there. I'm just going to tell you right now. Like, there's good stuff, but man, it is a random mix. So it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we'll talk about the updates on the upcoming shows. All right. So if you have 30 movies or more, you can play along. <laughs> 30 DVDs. Sealed. Yeah, that's right. They got to be sealed because a part of it will I'll be documenting me tearing the seal off of them. So, thereby reducing their value to almost nothing. <laughs> you just throw it in the trash. When I you're mean, done. right now they're worth practically nothing, but once it's been opened, it's worth like pretty much nothing. All right. Well, we've got uh, another big. This is actually a pretty big story, and we put this one off. Last time, because we wanted to be able to devote a full... Epi. Well, at least our full attention to it. So, we've got a little mommy-daddy time. Mommy-daddy time. So, this actually happened a few weeks ago. But again, your seizure kind of overshadowed it. And we didn't want to... We didn't want to short change this particular incident. My seizure, that wasn't a seizure. non-seizure. So, tell us... About this amazing thing that came about. So, like a, a couple of weeks before my not seizure, I got a text from a friend who said uh, she had reservations at Club Thirty Three and she wanted to, she had two people drop out. She wanted to know if we wanted to go, and I replied right away. Apparently, not very fast because she was like. Not fast enough, Not yeah. fast enough, but I had to, like, double-check the date with you. But, uh, yeah, we snatched that deal up. Now, explain to people who might not know, what is Club 33? What is this crazy thing you're talking about? So, Club 33 was a super exclusive club that Walt Disney himself started. And it was kind of to, like, entertain the... The sponsors or the businesses of Disneyland, and um, it's still there Where? today. Um, in a private club in Disneyland oh. <laughs> above uh, New Orleans Square. Yes, it is. That's right. 
I don't know. I just assumed everybody knew. Well, I'm just, I'm, some people probably do, but if someone doesn't, it doesn't hurt to give me information. That's all I'm saying. Well, it is super exclusive. It is. So, I mean, a lot of people don't know what's there. It's really cool because while we were, like, waiting to go in, people were going by and, like, you'd see them oh, pointing at the little sign mm-hmm. and taking pictures by it and stuff. And then we got to actually go in. We got to go. Um, It was crazy because... We both worked at Disneyland, you longer than I, but still worked there, knew a lot of people that worked there, and I never thought we'd be able to go. Nope. It's very, very exclusive. We did get to go in, you know, you go in, you enter through um, New Orleans Square, Mm -hmm. and you go into this little, like, you know... Courtyard. ...reading area, and then you go into a courtyard, and then there's, like, this private elevator that takes you up, and um, you walk in, there's a exclusive uh, animatronic bird there that Uh talks, says different phrases, and um, then you're taken down this, like, really fancy hallway into the dining area, and I think there's only, like, six tables, maybe? Eight tables at most. very small. Very small. And our table, like, we were at a group of 12, including us. We probably had six or eight servers that were, like, dedicated to our table the whole time we were there. Hovering the moment you were like finished and set a fork down on one uh, course, like it was shuffled away, and the next thing was in its place. One time, I like went to the bathroom, and then like I was the last one done for my course, and I was holding the whole course. Yeah, up. they all waited for you. How many courses was it? I forget now. Five. Yeah, but they also brought in like little palate, palate cleansers, cleansers and appetizers and things and compliments of the chef and it was very very like fancy food like if you've ever been on a cruise it's like the fancy night on a cruise (laughs) and the experience was so cool it was such a unique time and the food was good Mm -hmm. but it's the kind of thing where like we had five courses plus all these little things and at the end i'm like Dang, if I had had a hamburger, I'd probably be full, (laughs) more full than I am right now. (laughs) Yeah, they really stretch it out. Yeah. And a a lot of the other people were like, oh, this just really adds up over time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it totally does. Well, it was funny, too, like, the other guests, like, not our table, but the other guests are, like, buying alcohol. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is already... We'll just say this. It's the most expensive meal we've ever, ever, ever had. And although it was an amazing experience, I'm happy to say that we did it, and I don't feel the need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Because I I can't... We The amount that we paid for it was worth it because of the experience. Mm-hmm. But like... And you have to buy tickets to Disneyland on top of it. Yes, but our That's friend, and she said we could say who, she, who her, what her name was, right? Yeah, she did. So our friend Vivian, your friend that you met at Yeah, I used Disneyland, to work with her at Disneyland. She was able to sign us into the park, which was really awesome. So, because she still works there, so we didn't have to also pay to get in. So that was nice. Uh, the one big thing, though, is that you have to dress nicely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a, you know, what do they call it? Business attire? Business casual. Yeah, but business casual—that's ca- a lie. Whoever named business casual that didn't know what casual it's means. It's like khakis. Yeah, casual to me is flip flops, shorts, and a t-shirt. So if you tell me casual, that's casual. 
So you can't say business casual and tell me I have to wear dress shoes and a button-up shirt and long pants. We That's not casual. your pants. But anyway, the reason I even bring that up, because I had to wear my nice dress shoes, which are my dumpster shoes. I think I've probably talked about those on the show before. Yes, Phil found them in a dumpster in college. In 1990, it was probably 98, mm-hmm. so about 20 years ago. It's the only dress pair of shoes I've worn and owned as an adult. And I still use them whenever I have to dress up. But you got a big old blister. Well, because we walked all around Disneyland for like four hours mm-hmm. before and after. So I both of my heels were like horribly blistered by the end. Like I could barely walk back to the car. Because they are dress shoes and are not made for walking long distances. Right. And, uh, also, I had to wear like those little skinny black socks. You know, the super thin black socks. And that did not afford any protection in the friction department. So, that's the price you pay for fancy food, you know. Oh, I wore white slip-ons and my dogs were barking myself. Yeah. And I wore my orange bird dress. Which was a big hit. It was. Although you were embarrassed on the way there. Where did we stop? We went to Fortune Cookies. Oh, yeah. Like for lunch. Before we went. Well, it was like hours before. Yeah, we went early so we could enjoy. And then you were all embarrassed about wearing your orange bird dress. Then when I got to Disneyland, how many compliments? Yeah, like like as soon as I entered Disneyland area, I got like so many compliments. You were in the right place. Yeah. So yeah, we went to Club Thirty Three, you guys. It's it's one of those things I never thought. If you have any questions, hit us up yep. at mendarianornshow at gmail dot com or any other way. We know everything. But honestly, like to me, the most important part of it is that on Facebook they have those surveys where it's like, "What Disney things have you done?" And they yeah, pass them around, the- and there's like twenty items on there, and I've only been able to put like eighteen or nineteen. Right. And I can fill that in now, so I basically am going to beat everyone who passes those surveys yeah, around at this point. Basically. And that's that's why I wanted to go. We also bought some exclusive Club Thirty Three merchandise. That's right. They have a little gift shop with stuff you can only get there, and we got. The cheapest thing you can buy. Coasters. They are very cool. And they're designed by by Shag. Shag, yep. But it's basically the cheapest thing you could buy that actually said Club 33. They brought it out in like this fancy bag with like a cloth drawstring. It's pretty. And now they're sitting on the little table between our two recliners and next to a Judy Bloom book and a Ellen Montgomery book. The Blythes are quoted. So it's it's in a nice, appropriate place. So, fun times. Yeah, we went to Club 33. It was very exciting. I mean, honestly... Bucket list item for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, it was totally worth it. It was worth every penny. Even as I had to keep telling myself that throughout the day. You said you'd go back, like, if, um, we were with people we knew. No, what I said was when we become millionaires, I would go back. (laughs) So, you know, once once we hit that millionaire mark, I go back again. Okay. But, and here's the thing. Like, the food was really good. And some of the people we were with were very much foodies. Uh, you know, everyone was really friendly, but very much like, a, you know, take a bite. And, ooh, I'm getting some some sage. And, uh, oh, is that a hint of oh, rosemary? That, the, that kind of oaky taste. What is that? You know, that kind of thing. Which was very inter- interesting because I just don't. 
I don't eat food in that way. Like, I'm not like a gobbler, but I also just, I don't know, if it tastes good, it's good. Right. And honestly, in the end, if you took money out of it and you were just to put that meal next to like an In-N-Out burger mm-hmm. and said like, which one would you rather have? I would pick In-N-Out burger every time. Yeah. If outside of the experience and the setting and blah blah blah, yeah, and just but it's the here's here's a paper bag with this food and a paper bag with this food, I need in and out. Yeah, but it's not like I didn't like it. It's just, oh my gosh! Like the other day when I had to go pick up Audrey's birthday cake and I drove to Costco to go get it, and then we were driving back out, and the in and outs in the same parking lot there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like right by it, not in the same parking lot, but right by it. And I had the windows down and I almost like turned around to go get it in and out because it was, it smells so good. And I couldn't honestly say that about fancy food. (laughs) I liked it. It was fun. It was. Uh, And we learned how to say charcuterie. That's right. And honestly, that's probably the biggest takeaway. A cheese platter, cheese and meat platter. Yeah, charcuterie. It's a charcuterie board. So yeah, hit us up with your questions about Club Thirty Three because we know it all. We do. We're experts. Well, we saw quite a few movies uh, since we've spoken last, so let's uh, let's do a little movie time. Movie time. Alright, we've seen a lot, in fact, since then, so we're going to do another lightning round of movies, because we don't, we don't need to dwell so long. So, we're going to go through each of these. If it's one you saw without me, you'll answer. If it's one I saw without you, I'll answer. And if it's one we both saw, then we each get, like, 30 seconds. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready for movie lightning round? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, these are not necessarily in order of when we saw them, but close enough. First up, Searching. We saw this together. You want me to start? Yes, that's why I pointed at you. Oh, I was picking my nose. (laughs) Um, So, we saw Searching, and um, it was like no other movie I've seen. It was really cutting edge, awesome. It was super good. It was much better than I expected it to be, because it's one of those things where the the whole... the, the, The... pitch for the movie is it's all told through computer screens, mm-hmm. which is really awesome, but just that alone is not necessarily making a good movie, yeah, but it like, turned out to be a great story. Is it going to be like that flop? Uh, time, time code, time which was code. really interesting. It was like four different like cameras. surveillance cameras all playing at the same time, but that one wound up being really dumb, although it had a really cool concept. This one had a cool concept and also had a really compelling story, so I highly recommend searching. Next up, A Simple Favor. Um, also was like a mystery. Yeah, a very similar like story structure in, but in a lot of ways. But it reminded me of like an election, like a dark, dark comedy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought that the acting was great, and I would highly recommend that movie as well. Yeah, it, I would add, just to add to that, if you like dark comedies, because yeah. it definitely falls into that. It's not a... It's not a light affair, but it was very entertaining, and Blake Lively is uh, fantastic. If you like Gossip Girl, you gotta get your Blake Lively on. I like her because of Age of Adeline, to yeah. me personally. But she's good. Next up, Alpha. Um, it's pretty. Yeah, I liked it. I thought you liked it. We liked I did. it a lot. 
All, that's all you would say is it's pretty? No, it was pretty and it was good. Okay. Man, you were a lot more positive about it when we saw it. Because it was a really good story of like a father and son and he's like, he became his own, he grew up into realizing that it wasn't just about being, you know, domineering and powerful, but it was about like compassion and that he became a leader. He became the alpha because of his compassion, not because of his, you know, willingness to kill. Hashtag spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. If they saw the trailer, (laughs) they didn't spoil anything. You just said why <laughs> the lesson of this the movie. Yeah, the lesson of the movie, which has been out for so long, it's not even in theaters anymore. <laughs> and all I said was that it's about compassion. If someone doesn't want to watch a movie because they know it involves compassion, then they probably don't have an interest in watching a movie. Why can't me saying beautiful be like? Why does that mean I didn't like the movie? Because the way you described it was it was beautiful. You've given me 30 seconds, and now I've already blown past my time. I know. Well, I liked it a lot. And when I we went to the theater, too. you said you did. I did. All right. Well, it was good. It was in our, like, we wanted to see a movie, like, every day. and Yeah. We did it. It was good. <laughs> Next, Smallfoot. You saw this without me with the kids. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, here's a spoiler for you. It's a musical. Yeah, that was very surprising. I didn't see it, but when you guys told I me mean, that, it's pretty catchy song. But they though. do not indicate that in the trailer no, they at do all. Not. They do not show any singing. But it, it was good songs. But why would they hide it? I don't know. Seems like a weird promotional technique. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. You said I you cried it. in it when you told I did. me. I did. I did. And does not normally it. like cartoons. No, I like this one, and we watched it from the front row. Which is crazy. Yeah. Next up, A Star is Born. You saw this without me, too. Yeah, I did this on a girls' night. And um, uh, my friends were so depressed afterwards, they called me the next day crying about it still. They know it's a work of fiction, right? I They just really invested in it emotionally. I mean... I would venture to say if you watched the trailer, you knew it was going to be a sad movie. Um, I didn't know that. I'd never seen the original. I don't know if I have either, but did you see the trailer? It looked like a happy uh, biopic. First of all, it's not about a real person, (laughs) so I don't understand how that's a thing. It's about Lady Gaga. It's not her real person, uh, though. Bradley, what's his name? Bradley Cooper. Once you saw yeah. his mournful eyes and scraggy beard, you knew it was going to be sad. Mournful eyes and scraggy beard? Did you watch the trailer at all? But- I just had to get another look at you. <laughs> That's my impression of the trailer. And I'm telling you... And she went like this. She put her finger down her nose. Also, um, when the, song, the singing is all like... Like all minor key and sad. No. Didn't didn't know. Really? Because it would have been like if it was like gonna be happy, right? But it's not. It was like. So you saying Broadway can't be sad? Because you just did a Broadway tune. No, it was just I'm saying it was. I'm saying minor key versus major key, and that was my off the cuff of impression of those two. And yes, putting on the Ritz was my major key example. Um, 
I don't know. I thought they could make it. <laughs> I was it. trying to keep it contemporary, you know. They loved each other. Well, anyway, I don't think that it's a spoiler to say it's sad, because look at it. All right. Next up, Venom. I get to talk about this, because I saw this with Dan, my movie buddy. And uh, it's in the Marvel Universe, but it's not like Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, Venom is a Spider-Man villain, so Sony owns him. And it was weirdly... I don't want to spoil it, but it was just Venom, though. Like, it's not connected in directly, at least not yet, to anything else. So, uh, it was really, really different than I expected it to be. Um, in that it was really goofy and, like, funny, which is not how I imagine it might be, especially from the, the trailer. really showed that yeah. either. I mean, like, there was action and stuff, too. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was much sillier in a lot of ways than I thought it was going to be. But it was really good. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, next, First Man. We saw this together. Beautiful. Did I say I, it positively last yeah, time? Yeah, it's all in the tone. Like you could say, <laughs> beautiful. But you didn't. You said it like you enjoyed it. You all know? right. Because I did not mean to say that I didn't like Alpha by saying it's beautiful. You know, you're spending like your you First Man time implied. still talking about Alpha. It was told from the perspective of an astronaut. Like, what they actually see. Yeah, I loved that. So, like, a lot of the space scenes, like, most of them, you just had the view of inside the cockpit. Yeah. You didn't see, like, from outside, just like they would have done. Because there's so much unknown. It's amazing that they went to the moon in a time when, like, they didn't even have Pong yet. (laughs) Pong. Like, Pong is a video game with a dot going back and forth, and that wasn't even out yet when they were, like, going to space. Like, nobody had computers at home. There was no such thing as, like, a home computer. This was all just done like analog. You had to be really good at math. I mean, it's it was crazy. Just, you know, I mean, seeing it, it was a very cool like perspective on the whole process. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Very beautifully shot. And of course, we went on an internet search binge. Yes, reading all about the true stuff about it. So, it was it was a really beautiful like story as a parent and a spouse. And a son or daughter? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Bad Times of the El Royale. I saw this again without you with my movie buddy Dan. It's my least favorite movie genre. Yeah, there's a lot of parts you wouldn't want to see, but it was really good. It was. It reminded me a lot of like a Coen Brothers type of feel, um, both in like just the cinematography and setting and the storytelling. Um, I like the song the girl was singing. Yeah. There's a lot about it you would like. It's the kind of thing where if I could, like, preview it and make sure you didn't see any parts, you would totally enjoy it. I mean, we would definitely stay at a hotel that's on the border of two states. Well, and it's based on, like, real places, but it's not, like, there's not actually this hotel itself. Yeah. I think it was even, like, Frank Sinatra or someone that owned the, the one it's based on. I can't remember now. It's been a while since I looked it up. But anyway, it was really good if you're into like a dark Coen Brothers like drama type thing. Um, it, it's not by the Coen Brothers, but I'm saying it's got that vibe, you know. Right. Um, next, Night School. We saw together, right? Yes, we did. Yes. At the Harkins. So That's we got right. That's right. We got the nuts. You want to get nuts? Um, I thought it was hilarious. It was a little inappropriate at times, but... It's good dumb comedy. And it was PG-13, and I was like, 
how are they gonna away with it? Yeah, some of the things you never know, like what, how, how they like, because some of the things that a movie that's R gets made an R for, like, like I'm thinking something like uh like about Schmidt or something mm-hmm. where you're like, how did that get R? And then a movie like this got PG thirteen, right? Yeah. Like that doesn't always make sense. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, pretty funny cast. Yeah. Tiffany um, Haddish. Haddish is just straight up hilarious. Yeah. I can't not laugh. She's funny. It was funny. It, it was a good dumb funny comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the sisters brothers again. I saw with Dan. Yeah, Phil's been going in the movies every week. He talked a friend into getting movie pass. Yeah, so, it's been great. <laughs> so he's um, well, and, he's got a standing date with him. Well, and I've got a guy to go see the movies that like you, like Sisters Brothers, another one where like it's kind of a violent like western, and you would totally yeah, not no, like you. it. Well, and you would go see it alone, but it's it's, it's more, more fun, fun to see it, to see it with see a friend. It with so anyway, it was good. Um, it was much less humorous than I think the trailer led on. Mm-hmm. Like the trailer kind of made it look like it was a comedy, right? Like, I almost expected to see, I don't know, Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler show up in, like, a cameo kind of thing. It is not that. I mean, there's a few funny moments, but it's much more a Western drama, you know, action, violent type of thing. So, I enjoyed it, but it was very not what I expected. Next up, The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Um, we saw this one with the kids. We did, and um, it definitely had a... Um, like, that was not a tooth. That was my stomach growling. Okay. I'm just having all sorts of issues tonight. It definitely had a... <laughs> I can't, like, put my finger on it. What kind of vibe did I say it had? Well, it reminded me a lot of, like, Goosebumps in the way that it was put together. Like, the first Goosebumps movie. Yeah, but and I it had it Jack Black. classic. Like Tim Burton, maybe? Yeah, like a very Tim Burton-y vibe. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I call that classic. I mean, the ride, not the movie, maybe. Yeah, the ride, not the movie. And I um, I enjoyed it, but in the backyard. again, um, a little dark for a PG. Yeah, like I was... I mean, most of it's fine. I'm not even talking about like the... Ghosts of the haunted pumpkins, but there was some like pretty demons. twisted demon stuff <laughs> that I'm like, interesting that they could get away with that in PG. And, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I, I if I if you had shown me that movie because there's like a bunch of language in it too. Mm-hmm. If you had shown me that movie and asked what it was rated, I would have guessed PG thirteen. Yeah. But anyway. But then you found out it was the guy that did like. Saw or something? Yeah, no, uh, Eli Roth directed it, who did um, uh, Hostel. Oh, and he's like famous for those like torture violent movies. You he know? wanted to break into the kids' industry. So it's no no wonder that it was like pushing the, you know, pushing the boundaries there. But it was, it, all that is to say, it was good. Audrey and Luke probably covered their eyes for like a third of the movie, <laughs> you know, especially Audrey, because um, they don't like spooky stuff. Well, you know, like, Gross, spooky things. But it was Audrey and Luke's first time at the Studio Movie Grill. They started serving um, you dinner during the movie, and it's like Audrey's new favorite thing. So much so, she chose to do it on her birthday. Yeah. 
It's not going to be a regular occurrence, though, because it is not cheap. Um, it's not like Club 33 expensive, but two of them almost <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> well, with four people, though. Anyway, that movie, it was good. I would say if you want to bring kids to it, make sure they're, like, you know, a little older. Even though it's PG. Those pretzels, though. Good pretzels. And finally, we saw on Audrey's actual birthday, Johnny English Strikes Again. This is probably my favorite of the entire bunch here. I'm just going to go and say, like, great. I love Rowan Atkinson. British humor. It was hilarious. It was my favorite of the entire bunch. Well, that's the difference between you and me. (laughs) I love British humor. Searching, searching was my favorite. It's hard to compare those side by side because they're very, very different movies. But I'll say Alpha was my favorite. Oh my gosh! Because it was beautiful. (laughs) What did you think of Johnny English? I thought it was beautiful. I was laughing so hard I couldn't even breathe throughout this like entire I, movie. It was you really were funny. too. I died, and then I always take a nap on Sunday afternoon, and so I fell asleep for like five seconds. <gasps> you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did. No, you said you almost fell asleep. Oh, well, five seconds is hardly falling asleep. So then I leaned forward, and then I was. When fine. did you fall asleep? I don't know because I was. Asleep. What did you sleep through? <laughs> well, it, it was. It was like when he was, you know, getting into antics. Oh, okay, doing silly things. And he he was really doing a funny thing, like uh-huh. and you know he was being misinterpreted. Uh huh. Um. Now see, this is one that was PG. That like is what I expect in a PG. Yeah. Like it had some mild language. There was some rude humor. He there, showed his behind. He, yeah, he, Rowan Atkinson always manages to show his behind in his movies. He's like the Kevin Bacon <laughs> like of PG movies. <laughs> um, Audrey and Luke just love that. Yes, so. but you know nothing like that's gonna give them like deep nightmares or right, anything like right. that. Not like a packed with a demon and licking like demon licks with his forked tongue over his bloody (laughs) wound like which really happened in a movie so we saw yeah a pg movie (laughs) but not in johnny english strikes again it was a nice you know generally family friendly romp yeah um and that's the movies woohoo that was probably not as lightning as i uh intended it to be but it never is (laughs) So, uh, one more thing that we're going to talk about real quick. we got to talk video games. Video games! Alright, well, I've been playing a lot of video games, but that is not the main thing that we're going to talk about here. Real quick, I had sort of another news thing that very much fits into the video game category. But I think I talked about it last time before I went... That I was going to go and sell some of my empty video game boxes. Yes. Um, in circa 2005, Phil goes, I'm going to hold on to these empty video game boxes because they're worth money. Well, I had already had them since I was a kid, some of them. It's not but like I started collecting them. This is the great move of 2005 okay, where yeah. I was crying in my bedroom. And you and wanted me to throw them away. I said, please, like, we can't 
keep moving your junk and you said no I cannot get rid of the video game the empty video game boxes yes well I got to go out to a friend's house his name's Chris and he has this like amazing video game collection I mean it's really like a museum he's got thousands of video games and this incredible like man cave slash game room garage setup and so i got to go out and do an awesome video game night with him and i brought a bunch of my empty boxes not all of them i still have some left to sell to him but i brought a good chunk of them and uh wound up featured on a youtube show that's actually got picked up by amazon prime like one of the episodes is up there but it's not the one I'm on isn't on there yet, so I don't know how that works. But So look it up on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. The channel is called Pixel Game Squad, and the show is actually called The NES Pursuit. And uh, it's a really cool guys that do like collecting of old school video games and um, all kinds of memorabilia and stuff like that. And they document it all on their show, and a large part of it is going to like swap meets or video game stores and buying they show the stuff they buy and what kind of deals they got for it. And it's great. They do it like you know, like all the shows I like where they show the value of stuff. It shows how much it's valued at retail and how much they paid for it, you know. So they came to this game night and documented me selling stuff to Chris. And actually those guys got some of the stuff for me as well. And uh, I won't spoil the whole entire thing how it plays out because you guys should go watch the episode. So if you look up uh, the show Pixel Game Squad... The NES Pursuit, and that's actually, it looks like it's spelled all as one word. The episode is 90, episode 91, it's called The King of Collecting Earthbound, episode 91. And I am heavily featured, especially in the second half of the show. It's about a 28-minute show, and I'm a little bit in the beginning. Then they go to a store, and then the second half of the show uh, is heavily featured. And my boxes, any empty boxes you see came from my collection so it's uh it's worth checking out you guys please look it up and tell us what you think comment there and tell them that mandarian orange show sent you in fact they even use my instagram handle on the show at this mandarian orange yeah. show uh so you know it got a lot of views you got a lot of views oh let's see what how many views is it at right now uh fourteen thousand three hundred views as of this recording um, they have over 14,000 subscribers on their channel. So it's pretty cool, guys. They have even more followers than we do. So Really? Yes. Gosh, that seems impossible. So you should check that out. Tell them that we sent you. And um, I'm actually featured like a little bit on another episode they did right after about hidden gems of the Nintendo 64. I don't really talk in that one, but you can see me playing a video game on the couch. So if you've ever wanted to see Phil play a video game on the couch, you should watch that episode as well. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of our show, The Mandarin Orange Show. What do you think, Janelle? I think that this was a good episode. <laughs> I'm very I proud of you. I think it was beautiful. Was it beautiful? Mm-hmm. See, it can have so many different meanings depending <laughs> on how you say it. It's all about the tone. Beautiful. Some of our biggest fights have been about your lack of tone or a different tone. You say, like, 
one thing. Like, I said this, but you'll say it in such a way that it doesn't communicate the you thing you really think it means. You really are a tonal person. Because just, like, tonight, you, like, called my name. And you said I said what in a tone that wasn't your preferred tone. <laughs> I just thought you were angry because you're like, what? I'm like, what did I do? And you're like, nothing. I just want to know what's going on. I'm like, well, why did you say it like that? <laughs> you like, didn't what? do that. But you, I think there are times when you say something in a tone that you don't realize is coming out. You were probably like thinking about something else, like what lesson plan you had to do tomorrow or something. Oh, don't stress me out. See, exactly. So you were just answering me, but in your mind, you were thinking about something else. So you're like, what? Well, with that, we are going to bring the show to a close. Thank you for joining us, Janelle. Oh, you're holding my hand again. Oh. Please, yeah. please go and visit my vacation pants wherever your internet is at. Thank you. Thanks for giving a little plug for my blog. I haven't updated in a while. <laughs> you post a lot on Instagram, though. I do. You've got a lot of social media presence. Yeah. And I'm, I'm keeping up in that regard. Again, please write us, show at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook and all that stuff. And we look forward to talking to you guys. By the time we do our next episode, we'll be into the 30-day Seal DVD Challenge. So keep an eye on the social media platform so you can follow along. It's very exciting. All right. (laughs) What's that smile for? Just smiling. Now you're smiling in a weird tone. (laughs) This is beautiful. And with that, uh, for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk, so you don't have to.